0: on this episode of the last king podcast we've got a horror double feature for you we've got the film us and the remake of pet cemetery with an s hello and once again welcome to another episode of the last king podcast i am one of your hosts the very ghoulish eccentric tom
1: this is the undead uh mr toffee signing out uh, signing am uh, signing, signing on out. right oh now oh my god shortest episode ever thank <laughs> uh, you very much yeah. goodbye everybody <laughs> all right terminal illness oh wait. yeah and terminal is- illness oh jesus
2: <laughs> and this is Shafiq king aka Shafiq ramon <laughs> aka Shafiq cemetery i don't know wow can't think of anything clever the Shafiqatory. yeah Shafiqatory. the Shafiqatory. it's also a vomitorium anyway <laughs> boys welcome to another episode of last king podcast where nothing is coming out except remakes and horror movies well us technically came out what two weeks ago
0: uh last week yeah and pet cemetery came out this as of this us. recording as of this recording yeah. in
2: singapore so by the time you hear it uh, us would have been uh, like two weeks old by now and they you just be like pet what pet cemetery that movie that came out in 1989 and in 2019 wow Yep,
0: that's correct but nice clean 30-year difference
2: nice clean 30-year difference you know it's also 30 years what i think batman Yes, oh, yes, that's true. We're going to definitely be having a all-special Batman, uh, Tim Burton 1989 episode coming for you guys. Because oh. there's not enough superhero talk here on the Last Game Podcast.
0: Exactly, we've only talked about it every other episode. <laughs> it used to be every episode, <laughs> yeah. damn it.
2: Yeah, sure. Okay, so um, guys, wh- how, what are your feelings about, uh, you know, is this a slump? Because Endgame is a lot on the way.
0: It's very near nipp- but I wouldn't say it's a slump necessarily, but i feel like because endgame is what it is mm-hmm. which is the big juggernaut like almost literally it's gonna make a billion dollars now that they own the rights, literally the juggernaut rushing towards you <laughs> and there's nothing else in sight
1: at least for superhero films even though shazam came out like what last a few last week or so last episode um, yeah. And, yeah last episode you know,
0: we all really enjoy shazam
2: it was fun yeah. yeah
0: yeah but i think it's just because it's not just in terms of like superhero movies it's just in terms of like a cinematic capstone I think it's probably the most looked forward
2: to since... I don't know, Return of the King, maybe? (laughs) Hmm. I would say it's it's a good Pellet cleanse after Mm. all the missteps DC made. And also at the same time we definitely need a little bit of a you know a cook to the pepsi when it comes to like with all these marvel movies like dc come on you know get your game out yeah and you know what good is like we mentioned before it's good cost correction we hope nothing but the best for dc because uh disney now owns everything literally everything literally everything you know and it's terrifying to think that okay disney now owns the simpsons aliens does it own the no it doesn't own the they own the predator too right they own the predator too yeah you know, so like, what don't they own? That, that'll be the joke, you know, basically. Like, what is it that they don't own? Well, apparently, okay, Warner Brothers, that's fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. They're, all, they're okay for now. Give it five years.
2: Oh, well, and then, yeah, that joke we made, like, you know, two seasons ago where, like, the Alien Queen is now officially a Disney princess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's already
1: coming. It's already true, you know. Or less, yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, the only independent-ish comic book movie coming out soon is that, Dead... sorry, Hellboy next week. Yeah,
2: Hellboy... Actually, it's this week. It's this week. I well, think this it's... Week, uh, by the time this episode about is out, next week it's already Because, out. you know, yeah. we're recording at the beginning of the week because of schedules and shit. Yeah, so, yeah. Last King fans, don't worry. Welcome I peek behind the curtain. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, Last King fans, don't worry, we'll be talking about boring comic book movies again. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we got one more because before Endgame because you deserve the best, guys. Yeah. Although, Hellboy know, yes.
0: looks entertaining at the very least.
2: I Yeah, I'm going to go in with low expectations. I don't know. I mean, I'm a huge fan of, like, uh, Guillermo del Toro's interpretations. Oh, me too. Like I, yeah, I think, The Golden Army was really, good. Mm. Was really I, good.
0: I think the first one uh, was a tighter movie. The second one, I think, definitely was more fun. Yeah. It definitely capitalized on uh, del Toro's love of, you know, the weird and... Uh, by most
2: his yeah his designs. But I would also say like um, compared to a lot of comic book movies, like when you watch something like Hellboy One and Two, it's like there's a very unique voice present mm-hmm. when it comes to like, you know, how the story is told and how the characters are portrayed. Whereas everything else now, yeah, I hate to say it, it's been ten years, everything's very template, yeah, all of a sudden. For sure.
0: Yeah. And but you know the, at least the Red Band trailer has given me a small amount of confidence that they can do this right. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of uh, DK Harbor.
2: Ever since Stranger Things,
0: absolutely. Well, even before that, I've watched all his older roles. Like, no, he's always been a very solid presence, even in minor roles.
2: I mean, like, I know that the theme is gonna be a like comparison because we're gonna yeah. be talking about Pet Cemetery, But how uh, do you think he's gonna fare up against the classic, which is Ron Perlman? Because Ron Perlman literally was born for that role. Yeah, he was. He
1: was like, he... outfit, hand, and everything. I would
2: uh, yeah. like say like you know, Ron Perlman needed less makeup. That's just mm-hmm. him with, you know, they just glued horns on him and painted him red. Like, he already looked like that.
0: Well, I mean, Dick Hava's already got the face shape for Hellboy. Yeah, it's but, a very, like, big, heavy
2: oval. But he's bringing something that we didn't expect. The gut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For some yeah. reason, he, like for a guy like Ron Pullman actually looked very sleek as Hellboy. I don't know. I mean, like, one of my major complaints is, like, the new Hellboy looks kind of frumpy-dumpy. But then again, you know, uh, I'm not going to, like, uh, body shame a demon. <laughs> hey, he might bring
1: in... Especially a... when one can probably punch your head off. Hey, sure. for all you it.
0: slightly overweight geeks, me included. He's bringing <laughs> back the bad <laughs> <pod. laughs> Making it sexy again. Cool.
2: Anyway, yeah. so let's get right into it. Uh, it is the season to be scary. Uh, apparently here in April. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's weird it feels like Halloween we don't really get horror movies anymore we just get them all between February and kind of middle of May yeah I guess so think about it last
2: year Halloween came out during Halloween yeah Mm, kind of not on Halloween
1: but close enough it feels like
0: the only horror movie when it used to be a Halloween you guaranteed at least one paranormal activity one other shlocky fan footage movie Mm
2: -hmm. yeah and I think maybe because like you know general consensus among the movie going audiences now we just want to see superhero movies because there you go yeah so
0: they had to do it in like the slump period before the big just you know Uh, dumping side that is Marvel and DC movies yeah but then again I
2: mean you also can say like you know where do you go to find your schlocky uh, B-horror movies Netflix you know Apostle came out on Netflix
1: Shit. or anything on Dumbhouse yeah
2: Yeah, it gets dumped there too so like I mean like of course we we just also had Happy Death Day quite recently
0: yeah that was March
2: that was like a month ago no that was
0: Valentine's Day already you forgot oh (laughs) my (laughs) god
2: it's so forgettable already you forgot
0: I love the movie. I just forgot when it came out. Okay, was it about again? <laughs>
2: Let's not do that joke. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so sp- is a joke? Yeah. Remember what was
1: it about again?
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> so what was it about again? So happy <laughs> death day to
3: you! <laughs> oh my god.
1: Okay, we ended. So up- we're gonna be talking more about the two-week-old um, movie from Jordan Peele, Us. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you for a lot bringing of- us
0: back yeah. on track, Toffee.
1: Yes. Thank you. So basically, yeah, again, it's about a, yeah, uh, it, I think Jordan Peele here is trying to go for the typical horror film uh, house invasion involving a family consisting of um, Adelaide and co, uh, played by Lupita Nyong'o, mm-hmm. if I pronounce that correct, Madison Curry and, no, no, sorry, Winston Duke yep. as uh, the dad, and who else, uh, Shahadi, I got the list Shahadi Wright-Joseph. Shahadi Wright-Joseph as Zora, and Evan Alex as the pretty esoteric child, Jason Wilson. Thank yeah. you, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, of course, uh, the house is invaded, as you can tell, with trailers by the doppelgangers, who all wear red and are scary as heck, if you see them in the dark and stuff in the shade. And they all carry a pair of scissors, I believe. Yes, that's the thing.
3: Mm.
0: Yes, well done for remembering a movie you saw a few days ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, the main conceit is that this movie deals with, you know, doppelgangers, which is a pretty kind of creepy element of, I think, urban mythology.
2: True there, but also, like i've seen oh. enough body snatcher movies so what does this do differently i
0: think this is also dealing with ideas of uh, trauma and class struggle and identity issues yeah. and uh you know the duality a bit man. of identity
1: theft as well and you know Major what versus
0: nurture there are a lot of high concepts in this one movie okay which is actually a bit of the problem
1: like, that, you, which we'll go into later, we'll yeah, into you later. Know lot, yeah
0: but uh let's start off with saying that it's yeah it starts with a flashback okay. because every fucking movie needs to have a flashback now, of
2: course so. you know we need to yeah, announce yeah. to everybody this is a horror movie creepy
1: things it's happen. a flashback to the 80s on the tv screen where there's an ad for hands of course america
0: yeah all right so uh, you see a cute little adelaide uh winner thriller t-shirt she walks off because her father's a drunk playing on the whack-a-mole and she mm-hmm. walks into this Hall of mirrors, and she keeps seeing herself in reflections, so eventually she sees something that's not her reflection but her.
1: <gasps> and then we flash and jump back to the future. Yeah, the modern day. Yeah,
2: okay. So, how about this? Maybe before we go straight into discussing the movie and spoilers, maybe general impressions, guys? General
0: impressions it's good, it's a good movie. Um, yeah, Jordan Peele, it has proved that he's not just you know a one trick pony, he definitely knows what he's doing when it comes to. The horror genre. Not just the horror genre, but just filmmaking in general. Yeah, I agree with like, that. He has a very good eye for framing and for directing people. Mm-hmm. And the think, lovely shots, the sky yeah, shots, yeah, and even the choice of music yeah, as well. Yeah, a lot of yeah, people, uh, especially before Get Out came out talking about, oh, he's a comedy uh, guy, like, he's going to make it too funny? Like, I think it actually helps because sometimes the best way to slightly ratchet down attention a little bit is to just have a slight, like, comedic output and then go back into proper horror elements. And he's no such when it comes to horror and turns out gore he does gore fairly well okay yeah how about you mr doffy
1: well uh well i definitely think get out is still the stronger film oh, yeah. like this on its own merit and the way it's been presented especially with the grander plot that goes on later in the second half of the film i think this is really good stuff i mean again i adore the home invasion angle the mm-hmm. fact that you know there's this whole thing of class you know divine all that with uh, winston duke Trying to compare you know what he bought together with his other white friend i forgot who the actor is uh, he, because he's actually meeting up with a, b- a bunch of white family and yeah all they're you know, the rich as white and
0: friends and they're talking about you know oh i bought a boat oh do you have this on this boat do you have this on your boat and obviously the yeah. white family is a lot richer of course and so of there's course. some kind of
1: so a slight competition i mean that's not the main focus but still no. you know it's nice that they bring it up per se to show that yeah these folks they're happy but not quite per se you know like there's still Not really struggling, but more like, yeah, we're trying to one-up these guys. And then meanwhile, Adelaide is trying to not freak out since she's actually at the same place. She's going back to a place of
0: extreme trauma and that's causing flashbacks and anxiety attacks. It's, you know, exploration of post-traumatic stress disorder and kind of confronting issues in your past that you don't want to confront, which becomes... A pretty good twist at the end of the movie, but we'll get into that a bit later. Um, Yeah, yeah. props to
1: Lupita's acting, definitely. She just showcases everything through her eyes, through her facial expressions.
0: To further on what you were saying, I agree, and we'll just have the debate now. This is not better than Get Out. Yeah,
1: okay. There's a general consensus, I think. Yeah,
0: I mean, but...
2: I mean, it's not a weakness
1: or anything. I mean, it still holds on until, you know
0: considering Geta is one of the best movies of 2017 yeah definitely. that's not saying it's a bad movie far from it it's a very good movie
2: we hear the last King agree it's the best movie of 2017 yeah <laughs> it's number one yeah <laughs> but and,
0: like maybe and this is not even a sophomore slump we were not saying like oh this is like you know like a week th- week second outing like no this is a very good one but the first one was better it's, it's not a bad thing yeah. no shame in it
2: i mean like um I will say this, right, but the thing is, you guys are kind of discussing all the social commentary and Mm. all the, like, you know, uh, things that are not really usually associated with horror. But as a horror movie, maybe uh, another round of general impressions. When it comes to the scares and delivering the scares, uh, what do you guys think?
0: I think the main strength is that it doesn't rely on jump scares, which is a big plus in my book because... Jump scares are cheap and I always fall for them and I fucking hate it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the main draw of this is to see the doppelgangers uh, played by the same actors but with that eeriness that dread that so there the is... way they look crazy and everything, you know, without even yelling, I mean even though there's some yelling, but everything you see about them is is supposed to evoke eeriness and, you know, dread and tension and the doppelgangers and the main family when they dual role ro- play the rules it works in tandem perfectly
0: there's a good use of like quietness and darkness yes like, playing yes exactly natural sense of like i don't like the dark because i can't see what's out there yeah and so they use a shadow play and kind of things you see kind of scampering off in a distance or you see the main characters looking the wrong way and you see the doppelganger walking up behind them and it's like you want to scream out, look around, but you can't. And it's that kind of dread kind of like, I'm watching horrible things happen to people I care about, which is another good trick, which they pull, which a lot of mm-hmm. horror films have failed in the past. Yep. yep. It's like, you actually care about everyone. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Winston's character, Gabriel, he's a bit of a goofy dad, but you know, he's obviously, you know- He's likable goofy, yeah. you know, likeable. He's a, He's a loving father, a caring husband, and he's trying his best. Adelaide is off the, you know, Lupita Nyong'o is damn near perfection. Okay. in terms of an actor yeah she carries
1: the entire film per se i mean
0: yeah for sure and the kids are also good i mean i would say they're not as strong but comparing to two big heavyweights it's
1: you know not... it's a bit high. yeah bit hard. it's, it's
0: yeah. hard to and i think that i i have seen them around before but i couldn't tell you where like definitely the uh the girl i i have seen before mm-hmm. maybe in some tv show so i
2: mean okay but going back on that uh, yeah. point where as a horror movie it does kind of um, i
1: mean it's above average let's all agree to saying that it, it actually did make daytime scenes pretty tense as well yeah, you know like
0: it's I would say it's up there in terms of like good or even very good horror movies. Yeah,
2: but so what, why does it escape the pantheon? Why isn't it, why can't we say that this is as good as Ghetto or it ranks among some of the greatest of all time? What is missing, you guys think? The
1: social, I mean, there's actually something that's in the film, not so much missing. The social commentary that Jordan Peele is trying to put in the film, Mm. it feels like it might have Overcomplicated things that it should. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I not feel.
0: getting in the way or being too obvious. I mean, that's yeah. that's not the issue. The issue is just that he's trying to explore so many different aspects and give you so many things to think about. That's something like this could have been removed and maybe explored in a different movie or even a sequel if you wanted to really like squeeze that dollar.
2: Yeah, because this thing was kind of marketed as from the makers of Get Out, but there was also this uh kind of like um. The conversation was basically like, oh, it's kind of like a sequel to or set in the same universe. When it, not really. I mean, I mean, not from
0: I, where I I've seen it. I don't think so. I mean, you know, everyone likes having the idea of a shared universe these days. Yeah, it's like, but, you know, Jordan Peel, piece, but
1: Jordan Peele did mention that when he created Us, he wanted to make a sort of universe franchise out of it in the future mm. if Us does really well. Okay.
2: So. Because, like, another thing I also want to kind of discuss with you guys is, uh, and this is just a hypothesis, but is it maybe also a case of Shyamalan syndrome, where because the first movie he did was basically, I mean, not the, the first successful movie he did, and it was extremely successful, mm-hmm. had the social commentary. And now maybe it's also a case of we need to please producers and like, okay, you did the social commentary, do it again you know repeat the formula and then maybe it's him kind of fighting with the powers that be where it's like okay you know to kind of like cater to people who's gonna pay for my film i will i promise it will follow the template more or less but maybe he's trying to step away from it which is why it feels more like a traditional horror movie
0: um, I'm not sure uh, it's forced upon him because even back in the Key and Peel days, mm. he wore his political messaging on his sleeve. Oh, definitely. I would yeah. say that, yeah. And he's always been very politically motivated, which I think is a good thing. We need to have someone like that, St- Spike Lee, but maybe a bit less angry all the time.
2: Or, or a bit more relevant. Yeah, I think that's the too. word we want to use. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. No, I think it's more just that maybe... Because Geta was so successful, mm. he thought, Oh now I can really, really let loose and yeah. maybe there wasn't kind of similar to Shabalan, there was no one around to say maybe To tell him to stop or tell him to veto something. But just like Jordan, this is great. But you can make more than one movie. You don't need to fit everything into this one thing.
2: Yeah, but then also there might be a case of all eyes on me. Like you know, if this doesn't do well, then okay, immediately you enter this new like you know budget tier where like okay, we're not gonna give you the same amount of money anymore because that that last movie you did just didn't make bank.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, this movie made a fuck ton of bank.
2: Oh, it did. I think, but more because of the success of Get Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but also at the same time, I would say, uh, I mean, Jordan Peele, I don't know. It's strange for me to think that okay, he's doing another horror movie. Like, I think what everybody really wants is, like, I mean, everybody kind of forgets that, you know, like, oh, his first movie was Get Out. Like, did he do Keanu with his buddy? Yeah. Hiel? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which
3: didn't do kitten. very yeah. well. Which I mean, didn't do very well, I, yeah.
2: I
0: kind of liked it, but it just felt like an overly long Key & sketch. Exactly.
1: It could have been like a DVD or a Netflix special instead of an actual movie It could have been release. half
0: an hour long. I mean, I That's was the main thing I was going to say against it
2: and it would still have been a great idea maybe but like what I'm saying is that okay like um, I mean it's not normal for a director to like okay he does a horror movie and then maybe yeah you need to kind of uh, like you know recreate lightning in a bottle again but I think everybody's also kind of wondering uh, when are you going to do a good comedy
0: Maybe maybe he just wants to take a good long break from making pure comedy.
1: You think so? If he gets Akira done, that would be good comedy. Oh yeah, he's trying
0: to get Akira <laughs> done. Yeah, I'm
3: really
2: not... <laughs> okay, as much uh, as as I shouldn't
1: jinx this, sorry guys. As much <laughs> as I...
2: like, is that... It's that, is, is not followed No, through, not right? confirmed, not confirmed. Okay, Ink yeah, hasn't yeah. dried yet. Please uh, don't remake Akira. We don't need... Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Anyway. Okay, uh, going back to us. I think one other reason why I felt this is as strong as Get Out is... I don't think the family is any, in any shape or form of really dying or really getting axed. I mean, when you see um, the dad, Winston Duke's character, mm-hmm. like out there on the boat, I was figured, yeah, he's going to be okay. I mean, I thought he was going to die was, and whatnot, but he turns out fine. A
0: little yeah. bit of an element of plot armor going on.
1: Yeah, Plot armor, music. yes, that's
2: the word. This, yes, like, text l- not as much risk as in Get Out, there. Yeah, right? which is maybe, yes.
0: maybe it's kind again of dampenet, making yeah. another political statement because Whilst the black family is fine, spoiler alert, the white family fucking bites it in a brutal way.
1: Brutal and comedic. Oh,
0: oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Elizabeth Moss, uh, taken away from the movie too soon, but she had a fantastic uh, death scene Yes, being betrayed by her electronic assistant.
2: But I don't know. Maybe in the terms of splatter, how does this rank amongst like the classic slashers? Is it is it really truly like? I
0: mean, there's no like direct disembowelment, but there's plenty of good body part spray and blood spray. Mm. Like there's a part where Winston is fighting his doppelganger, and there's uh, the blade of a, a speedboat
2: motor involved. I've seen it in Piranha, though.
0: Yeah, but this one, I think because it was kind of unexpected, because before they'd be fairly coy about blood. It just kind of like, hit you out of nowhere. Okay. And it made both me and my wife, like, recall like, back at exactly the same one. Like,
2: oh, so proper sucker punches. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, okay, cool. Surprise gore.
0: Yeah, so there's a, a part time. where uh, someone gets uh, thrown into a branch and you see, like, the two halves of the body, like, hanging from the branch. That was, you know pretty uh, competent body horror. I wouldn't say it's next level. I mean, Mm -hmm. Cronenberg's not gonna fear for his title anytime soon.
2: Nah, he doesn't need to fear for that. I mean, but also, I think maybe (coughs) now would be a good time to enter the spoiler section of this review. Yeah. Since we're already mentioning, we're kind of spoiling some of the kills already.
0: I mean, I don't want to spoil the absolute last because I think this is something where people need to see it and Mm. then make their own conclusions because the ending is fairly well, it's not ambiguous, ambiguous, but there's pretty. It's pretty vague. It's pretty <coughs> vague. <coughs> there are implications which make you kind of wonder or draw your own conclusions, and Peel is being very coy about. It. It's like, oh, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Who knows? You can decide
2: for yourself. It's like, please just tell me. But it's not sequel baiting in any way.
0: Uh, pff, not it, really,
1: not, but maybe. again, it's like a 50-50 I don't thing. Know. I, I feel
0: that it's the kind of thing where if we don't get answers, it will be fine. But there's enough to where if you wanted to make a sequel or a shared universe movie, mm. then maybe... I feel like... Go a bit further.
1: I feel like after watching Us, I was like thinking, this could end up becoming like what Purge is doing right now. Mm. The Purge, like, the part two, part three, and then the beginning, and the one on the island. How many Purges are there? How many perch Not
2: enough. I actually get, I'm actually a fan of the new ones. <laughs> yeah. I like I like the new ones. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. One yeah, they there's made it a TV series now on, for the purge. Uh, there is oh, yes, and, I think,
2: okay. and, and like what I like about the purge is it's a good premise that you can definitely uh, transport into different like know, uh, scenarios and different ensembles. Like, yeah. you can have different I... people...
0: Well, wow, shit, we got the best Punisher movie out of it. <laughs>
1: yep, we did. Twitch <laughs> Anarchy, right? The second one? Mm. That was a damn good Punisher
2: movie. Yeah, I can still rewatch that. It was fun. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, oh, I think uh, us would actually follow that route that Shafiq was mentioning. Like, oh, it could actually go to different characters mm-hmm. involving these characters, these doppelgangers in I'd other sequels. I actually would like to see a
0: prequel because they were alluding to some pretty... I would say heavy sci-fi, um, especially with the government know, involvement, right? Like government yeah, involvement yeah. and the concept of cloning. Sorry, this is kind of like really getting close to spoilers, but I would like to see this explored in greater detail.
2: Mm, okay,
0: yeah, either by Peel himself, or maybe if he gives a blessing to someone else to explore it in a different setting,
2: or nice. you know what, as a series of animated shorts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sure, why not? Okay. I
0: don't want Tim Miller to have his hands anywhere near. Eh. This. Like how much as about... I love Love Death and Robots,
2: well some of it, right? Yeah, some of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> some parts
2: of it. I mean how about you, Mr. Toffee? It's like, um I mean, okay, maybe not try to spoil too much, but maybe what is that one thing that you felt like, okay, what well, what how would I have done this differently?
1: Um, the way they actually made the big reveal, I mean not the ending. I'm talking more like um because in the start of the film they had the whole hands-hands uh, hands across America yeah. thing going on. When that culmination point for that ad came up. I felt that they should have kept it a little more vague and just Mm. focused more on the home invasions and the escapes. I mean, Mm. which they did, but maybe the way they actually presented it just felt... Yeah, it's like Jordan Peele was just trying to put too many things in the pot and then some things kind of did not taste as warm as they should be when everything in the center is all cooked really well. Yeah. That's how I felt, yeah.
0: It's like overstuffing the brownie, kind of. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, what would you have removed personally?
1: Um, wow, that's a really good one. Um, I kind of want to keep the white people dead bits. Oh, no, no. For sure. no, I mean, in terms of yeah, the, the social commentary, No, so, in terms uh, of the social kills. Commentary. The kills,
2: yeah, uh, you have to
1: leave the kills in, it's a horror film.
3: I think
0: some of the heavier aspects of like duality of man, like keep those in or remove those? Remove them because I think making it just purely about class struggle would have been fine, mm, and okay. I think that's maybe more prevalent and would have been, I think. Made it more of a relevant movie to watch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like a very necessary conversation was kind of stepped on by the more cerebral aspects, which, you know, I'm all for cerebral aspects in uh, movies which have a popular viewing. That's great. That's wonderful. But again. There're too many things to play with, and
2: yeah, I think especially when it comes to the horror genre, you want to kind of focus on the scares and not so much on like okay, you have to put this in like you know one in the pocket of your brain. I'm also gonna be mentioning this, and what, does that resolve in any way? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean it's kind of like very good sci-fi is a way to explore issues in our current day, but you don't make that the focus. You make that the uh, the conversation piece you can have afterwards, after you've seen the cool sci-fi shit.
2: Yeah, but I mean, in a, in a way it's like, do you think this movie is like, maybe there's just too many distractions? Is that the way I, you could describe this film? I,
0: I, I'm not even sure that's accurate because I would say that it's very well paced with a very clear through line where you never are concerned about what's going on. Mm. Everyone, you can very clearly tell where everyone is, which is actually, you know, brilliant, considering that they separate people and bring them back together again. Mm. So it's a sense of scale and place, which, Oh no no! it is a very, very well-made movie.
2: I mean, it's not disjointed at all.
0: <coughs> it's not disjointed in the slightest. It's just that this is a very weird criticism, but it's given me too much to think about. Yeah, okay. Whereas with Get Out, there was a very clear main message that trying thing, to talk yes. about, which is like, white liberals are also racist as fuck.
2: Not only that, it's like one of the greatest twists of all time, yeah. <laughs> which I still don't want to reveal on this
1: podcast. Oh no! It's no, still no. good.
2: If
0: you haven't seen, you haven't Get, seen Out yet, Get Out watch stop it. it.
1: Watch <laughs> Okay, maybe a good comparison is to bring up *Dawn of the Dead*, um, the one with the mall and the zombies. Where and it's stuff. basically
2: oh, yeah. a commentary on commercialism. It's a
1: commentary, but they don't. It doesn't feel like you don't have to think too much. It's still a really good zombie film. Like it exists, just, but
2: it doesn't hit you on the head, right? Yeah, like it a zombie. Hit you on the head. yeah Pun yeah. <laughs> right there. Sorry, uh, but also, I mean, like, how about you, Mister Toffee? Like, when I mentioned *Distracted*, I was like thinking, like, like you, at, you leave the movie. Do you think more about the scares, or do you think more about the oh, what he's trying to say?
1: Uh, I actually lean towards more that he's trying to say. And that's the distracting part.
2: Yeah,
1: I felt that again. Maybe if he kept it as v- uh, much more vague than he already put it in the film, like the whole uh, hands across America twist and everything, yeah. then may and and maybe a slightly a bit more focus on how they're escaping and everything. Again, cut the movie a little shorter than it should be then i guess we have a pretty perfect film just under two hours just under two hours maybe One kind hour. of maybe we cut like another 15 minutes or so but pacing and wise it's fine right you guys
0: no yeah. like this is a very very well paced movie like mm. again i need to keep reading this this is a very very well made movie i'm not even saying it I'm kind of like wishy-washy like oh it's completely made of course most movies are this is Almost masterfully made by someone who knows what they're doing.
1: Mm. Who loves <coughs> horror, obviously, and who knows how yeah. to get scared. It's definitely and the and
0: work of an author because Peel wrote, directed, and produced this movie. Okay. So he had a very singular vision and saw it all the way through. Without, Which I prefer, actually, nowadays. Yeah, with very little outside uh, influence. It's not even big money behind it I know um, it's
2: Blumhouse money basically right
0: um, Paramount distributed it but I think they had no uh, actual they don't the uh, Whenever
2: yeah. like a film company distribute is basically they just want a cut of the ticket sales yeah um, but I don't know uh, I mean like so maybe let's wrap this up uh, general concept, uh, scoring what, what do you guys think this is an 8.5
1: 8.5 for you
2: yeah how about you Toff?
1: I'm just going to round it up, 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10? Still 10. really good, yeah. 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 Mm. But, so uh, it's
2: like near perfection, but not quite
1: there.
0: Yeah, considering not quite I would there. give Get Out a 9.5.
2: I'll give that
1: 9.5, yeah. I still feel that the stakes of the family isn't as harrowing as it should be. I think that's also part of why yeah. it's not yeah. perfect. When yeah. I mean, you asked
0: about uh, like the scares and all the things you're talking about, I didn't have any, like, nightmares or bad dreams after watching this movie, and usually I do have, like, even not necessarily scary movies, but movies that have, like, harrowing moments kind of haunt me a little bit for a while afterwards.
2: Yeah, so it didn't leave you scarred, Like, even
0: Yvonne, who has had some pretty horrifying nightmares after, like, the most inane stuff was Uh-oh. felt
2: fine. Context after. again. Who is Yvonne? My wife.
1: His laugh. wife. My
2: wife. <laughs> Okay. Yeah.
1: Oh, she was cute. Although I do wonder what how those rabbits survive for so long like not be eaten and stuff. Uh,
0: rabbit Have you seen Rabbit's fuck? Oh yeah, good like, point. There's a reason okay, it's why clones of rabbits. rabbits. Why okay. are you watching Rabbit's good fuck? Point, sir? Point. What else are you going to do on a farm? Education. That's why. <laughs> education? Sure. Yeah, education. What have you been googling eccentric dog? <laughs> well, um moving <laughs> swiftly on. Uh, speaking uh, of animals getting fucked over. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Great Pet Great Cemetery, then. a really awesome book by Stephen King made into two movies, one made in 1989 and one made in glorious 2019. The 30 year anniversary. There you go. Oh my god. So So what do you guys think of the
2: film? Well, I mean,
0: let's start yeah. by saying that uh, Pet Cemetery is maybe one of the more famous King movies, sorry, books yeah. because he didn't want to publish this.
2: Yeah, i think he felt it was lacking in uh he said
0: that after he finished it he said it was too dark and he's i think it's one of his only books that like he's legitimately terrified reading back
2: yeah because like kids get killed and i'm like the thing is
0: it's more that there's nothing there's it doesn't feel like there's anything to be said about this movie it's just like pure nihilism and just like harrowing and there's nothing you get out of it it's just like
1: i mean the big theme is you know better to stay dead because anything after death is probably more worse than you think yeah, and it it's is. just
0: It's just a a book which kind of makes you feel empty afterwards. Not in a good cathartic way but kind of like a oh
2: god yeah, I kind of agree with you because when I read the book and the thing is I read the book after I watched the 89 movie yeah. and I discovered that there's so much stuff that they didn't include I mean they just kept the gist of it which is like you know the problem with adapting Stephen King stories is like there's some parts you he's shouldn't he's include he's a very detailed guy yeah, for uh, he's box, a very prolific sure. guy let's just cough, say prolific like, cough, yes you've seen an
0: it cough cough oh come on yeah.
2: <laughs> no, like, that's not even the worst part sir. <laughs> <laughs> all the special
1: bits of it yes Yeah, but
2: also yeah. at the same time it's like uh, well maybe like okay let's maybe also add a little bit of establishment here I am a kind of fan of the 89 one and the thing is it's because it's nostalgia glasses I'll yeah. admit like I saw it very young and it kind of uh, etched a very deep uh, like you know uh, let's just let's just say the, the, the scene of the the sister you know suffering from that spinal disease spinal meningitis yes. yeah it was like as a young as a, as a young guy watching that and just seeing her interact is like yeah, that was etched into my nightmares for the longest time growing up. For
0: me, the scene between uh, Gage and Judd was. Uh, for a movie made in '89, that was some pretty good special effects.
1: I'm like, with you there, Tom. Yeah, that kid. Like that freaky face
0: moment was. Um,
2: <laughs> oof, I, mean, they, I, they, I felt they, that. I mean, what would have made the movie really goofy and cheesy is that if they decided to do the whole, like, let's hire a dwarf and give him evil face makeup (laughs) and that's, like, going to be the killer baby. But no, they actually got the same baby. And it's, like, a very delightful kind of creepiness because it's the same actor. Yep. And he's just making angry face. But then again, like watching him come towards you with a scalpel with that kind of lighting is like, all right,
3: this is...
0: Yeah, that's freaking That's dude. messed that's up looking. Freaky. It's pretty messed up until they have to throw the mannequin down. <laughs> <laughs> into the <superhero> pose.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sir, this was made in 89, sir. <laughs> we couldn't throw yeah, an actual improvised. baby down. <laughs> well... Not with that budget.
0: <laughs> maybe in 83. In 89, oh, no, 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 no. Oh,
2: man. But then again, I mean, it does... I mean, like one of my complaints about uh, the 89 movie and okay before we go straight into the the remake is that yeah it didn't age well it's like um, oh it's
0: the sound mixing is atrocious
1: we've rewatched this like a few weeks ago yes recently and wow this movie is clearly steeped in the late 80s Uh, with the music with the way everyone acted kid actors as well everything but like not just that
2: because the thing is like like, I remember watching like uh, The Thing like right around the same time Mm. and The Thing is this day it's still terrifying as fuck (laughs) dude some
1: of the best horror films i've seen hands down ever ever you know
2: you know that's definitely in the pantheon and then it's like uh it's like uh pet cemetery the 89 version felt to me like how i felt about salem's lot like i remember as a kid watching it and getting freaked out and then like you know it's also like uh, a way to gauge like movies like this like does it stand the test of time it's like the exorcist still messes me up Uh, The Shining as well the one not approved not approved by Stephen King like even yeah that's also probably one of the things I want to discuss is basically like okay usually the second attempt at the Stephen King adaptation doesn't really pan out so well so like that I had that kind of uh, well
0: there's some exceptions like the Mm -hmm most recent, it was definitely a lot better than the TV movies. I agree. And then, but
2: also at the same time, like for me, like especially with the production background, it's like, yeah, the 89 budget, you can't compare it to the 2019 no, budget. I mean,
0: it, that's not a fair comparison to me. Yeah.
2: So it's like, you know, and the thing is, I would always like to compare it, like, you know, okay, based on their limitations, you know, what they could achieve, like, you know, with their budget, with their time frame, and with the special effects of that time, like, you know, it's, yeah, it's a pretty they, okay, goofy little monster rom.
0: And they captured yeah. kind of like the. Existential dread, which kind of comes mm. upon you in the last third of the movie.
2: Yeah, and uh, you know what? Like Pascal, like, he's he's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, your friendly yeah. neighborhood hit and run victim. <laughs> <laughs> no, and like, like, but also, like, um, what well, uh, what I really want to say is also, um, I don't know, I'm not a fan of remaking horror movies because it's like. Like, we, as we just discussed with us it's like yeah let's tell different stories and like see where or else horror can go
1: yeah. new concepts you yeah, know what yeah you know, I mean, intros oh shit there's some the... Stephen
0: King movies that books which haven't
1: been adapted yet
2: mm-hmm. yeah. well, we should have a discussion later about which ones should the be The Stand I don't think there's
1: a movie yet for The Stand right I think they
2: attempted a TV show or something back yeah. in the there game. was a
1: comic I remember but not that it was not
2: right. bad yeah. so okay you know what maybe okay so uh, rose tinted glasses aside let's talk about the new one the upgraded Pet Cemetery released 2019, and it's
0: definitely upgraded in a way that you know when a car manufacturer releases a new model, new version of a uh, existing model, definitely an upgrade. Mm-hmm. You know, better chassis, better wheels, got better. Uh, I mean, it's a... Better uh, production values,
1: no, yeah. definitely.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a new coat of paint over, like, you know, the same engine. Okay, and then there's a few tweaks here and there. And then, uh, I don't know, I think it, because the movie came out quite recently, let's not spoil too much. Nah. Okay, but also at the same time, uh, maybe a little bit of a premise setup for those who are curious about Pet Cemetery. Yeah,
0: so the premise is, is that this lovely family, your standard, you know, mother, father... Two children and a family cat.
2: They moved to Providence. <laughs> yeah, well, this is part,
0: this, a- this time is Ludlow, Maine. Okay. The other creepy town in Maine,
2: <laughs> where everybody kind of talks like a Stephen King trope. Yeah, like we're was, we're just about to mean. break into an old uh, tale. Let me tell you a story, boy.
0: <laughs> Which is weird because it's you know the most north you can go in the states.
2: Mm, there you go.
0: So, so they move there because they want to escape the city living.
2: Because he got a new job as a. They they follow the a, same thing, right? He's got. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah so it's the, the, the premise, doctor, doctor. they've
0: changed the surname uh, for some reason,
2: because they don't want people from the other Creed movie to complain. <laughs> yeah,
0: so they arrive and uh, they discover that they have this lovely big house with fifty acres of land, which is a fucking shit ton of land. Hmm? Like, it's more land than you know what to do with unless you're going to grow
2: tobacco, obviously.
0: Actually, I was just gonna say, I have a proper like weed grow there. Mm. Deep in the woods, no one's gonna fucking find it.
2: Yeah, he's a doctor, sir. He can it's prescribe it. Even better.
0: <laughs> Medical marijuana, you Actually, it's not legal yet in Maine, so yeah. But uh, they discovered that down the end of the path is a pet cemetery. It's not what a mess because it's made by kids. Yeah. Where all the local kids bury their pets.
2: And wh- why do so many pets die? Because there's this
0: very small road which is often just full of these trucks by this they just
2: no-co. blaze right past who just speed off yeah just yeah. speed off really quick
0: it's like who fucking agreed that kind of town planning Jesus Christ
1: well you know what it's a nice setup for a horror yeah, film it's a horror, horror, thriller yeah.
0: and yeah. so um then through a slight misfortune a slight tragedy uh, they discovered that there's another graveyard behind a pet cemetery
2: in and burial ground
0: yes uh, like Did they
1: mention the Indian bit in the film? No, I because it's the remember. new one. It's not politically correct yeah,
0: anymore to say it's yeah. an Indian burial ground. because Indian It would have not...
2: been a casino. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 Sorry. It's alright. As you an actual that? Indian, I can see it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the wrong
3: kind. <laughs> not the actual kind. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so it's... yeah, burial ground with spirits and shit. I think they didn't mention another folklore thing. The you soil
0: know. Is sour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the soil sour yeah, and stuff. They, yeah, they change some aspects of the law, which is like minor details. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, the dad, played by Jason Clarke, who, I'm glad he's getting a lot of work these days. I really like him.
2: Yeah, I really like him too.
0: He's, uh, taught by his elderly neighbor, John Lithgow, what happens at this other burial ground. And then, shit starts to go wrong
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. very wrong
1: yeah as the best of yeah. yeah as per basically true. the best of detentions you know PFI pay by hells paintings yeah. and stuff
0: and so the rest is like kind of spoilery so uh, we'll just kind of vaguely reference it but you know it's a horror movie written by Stephen King in the era where he came up with stuff like Cujo Mm-hmm. so yeah it's dark
2: definitely in his prime that's definitely his prime era
0: <laughs> definitely yep. his prime uh, coke era jesus
2: christ <laughs> definitely no that's his amazon prime era <laughs> anyway boys so general consensus uh i mean okay uh, first impressions toffee what do you think
1: all right i felt that the first half of the film took quite a while to set up the payoff that is the second act which mm-hmm. i actually appreciate i appreciate the twists i appreciate the changes i appreciate the You know, the target of the road, you know, halfway in the film. And what happened with the repercussions and everything. And obviously, if you watch the old film, you'll actually appreciate some of the changes. Especially when they trim the fat regarding the backstory of the burial lot. Which, I'm glad they actually trimmed that bit. Yeah. But I felt that the setup took too long. I mean, as guys who've watched horror films, I felt the second half kind of... uh, The first half dragged way too much in terms of, like, setting things up. Do you guys agree?
0: I agree. Um... The main thing is that they made the family likable this time round, mm. which is where I had a real hard time believing that they were a happy family in the original movie. We're not going to spend the entire review talking. Yeah, back but also
2: the original, at the same but... time, like there's also they also <clears throat> established like in the original movie that the uh, father and the and, and okay, the, the father and his wife's father, the father-in-law, yeah, don't get along. So there's definitely I mean they started straight away with tension.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. which. Okay, but you kind of get the feeling like the marriage was strained, whereas in this one, at least they kind of feel like a proper unit.
2: I mean, I would say which makes it all the a more proper happy family. Yeah. Go wrong. So this is the problem with me. I'm also gonna compare it to the book. Yeah. <laughs> so because the marriage was strained because he was getting away from his father. Uh-huh. Which like they did they they didn't really uh, establish well enough in the eighty nine movie, but also at the same time it's um I would say it is about you know the tearing apart the moral fabric of the family. Yeah. Which is like I mean like. I would compare it to something like Amityville where okay the family is already messed up and then like you know yeah. you have to push them over the edge mm-hmm. so it's like but like I also get that in the new one like they didn't want to kind of rely too much on you know uh you know the source material which yeah. I, I'm fine with I, I don't mind adaptations yeah, and I like
0: <coughs> how the main thing here is more about a fear of death mm. and more how the mother is just cannot talk about it whatsoever yeah To the kids especially, yeah. yeah. and you know, the girl is reaching an age where she starts being aware of it and being curious and she wants to talk about it, but it's difficult and the father wants to be more kind of serious and like the atheist aspect, mother wants to have the more like religious aspect of it and there's a clash there. I think also... And that feeds, I think, mm, the conversation and the tension later on.
2: But like for me, I felt like the mother wasn't really so much concerned about the religious aspect. I think similar to the previous movie and also to the book, it's like she wanted to be protective of the child's feelings more yeah. or less like like rather i would rather give you the fluffy yeah everybody goes to heaven version rather mm-hmm. than no, no no we're all just worm food yeah, yeah so it's is, like that's the, the the contrast between like father and mother there
0: that's a conversation which is a very difficult thing yeah. with kids in general but yeah i remember my parents not really like broaching the topic until i was about about actually about the age of the of the girl in this one nine ten. I mean, but That's because you... I had a pet die on me, so you know you had to explain that.
2: Okay. How about you, John?
1: Um, in terms of like the um, father
2: mother relationship.
1: Actually, that works out pretty fine. I mean, Jason Clark is supposed to be like that. I won't say blank slate. I mean, Jason Clark's a good actor. It's just that maybe he could have been written a bit more. I won't say charisma. I'd say maybe just a bit more than just you know guy trying to do the right thing but everything goes to hell when the when the burial grounds evolve course or a deal but as a father that comes the mom i think that just works just fine adequately mm. it's just an all right i mean i don't think there's anything too special but i did like amy as the mom as well mm. like covering her ears having those flashbacks about her sister traumatized especially when it comes to death and everything and the spinal injury shit that happened with her sister and, and plus it actually leads to pretty good scares as well you know leading up to the climax of the second half of the film
2: yeah I mean I also want to say this like when it comes to like I mean what I liked about the original one is because it did kind of uh, I wouldn't say it's badly paced actually I would think uh, like the the first mo- like w- interpretation of the movie was actually very lean compared to the source material yeah and it got to the point very quickly <coughs> because it's like exceedingly we didn't, quickly yeah it's like it, it didn't but it also didn't feel like abrupt like, it kind of, like, if I think, the course, the screenplay was written by Stephen King himself. Yeah. So, it also kind of felt like, okay, these are the, the points I need to hit, and this is definitely the time frame I want the movie to be in. And there was definitely a lot of scenes that were definitely cut out from the original movie that I think could have explained things better or established things better so there's like a sense of disjointedness about the first movie Mm. which okay I would say in the new one doesn't it's not there anymore it it felt very fluid in terms Mm -hmm. of the storytelling and the narrative but also at the same time it's like the first movie it dealt a lot with the family drama which kind of you know emphasised like you know the fact that you didn't want anything bad to happen to these people because they're going through so much. Yeah. Whereas in the new movie, like they're a happy family. Like for me, my instinct is like, okay, they're too happy. Let's let's kill them now. <laughs> yeah. Let's <laughs> just, make, just make let's just make that shit happen uh, like, around. Like you don't like the thing is when I say like why we compare it to the Amityville horror, like I, what I love about the Amityville horror is is basically it's it also can uh, be seen as like a, a character piece, seeing people under like you know strong amounts of duress and stress yeah. and just like. Okay, I am trying my best to keep my family apart, but then outside forces, and then when outside forces include supernatural forces, then you see, like you know, you would place yourself in the uh, like you know, in the space of the protagonist and think Like, okay, how would I have reacted if I was given the opportunity? And I think what Jason Clark does exceptionally well, compared to the uh, the original actor whose name is you right now,
0: doesn't matter. I don't yeah, think he yeah. was pretty
2: good. Yeah, of I think we've the He was very forgettable. Like Jason Clark, actually, there is a sense of doubt as like okay is am i doing the right thing
1: yeah his faith is shaken you know uh, and that's what i love about
2: jason clark's performance is because he he solidifies that question that we all cannot answer yeah
0: Yeah. and especially the part where when he realizes that he has you know crossed the rubicon and is you know he says well i've crossed this line i might as well go Full fucking ball down this road. I <laughs> yeah. set myself yes, yes. on,
2: and then you start to root for him because, like, you yeah. want things to work out because you know yeah. he just wants to do what's best for the family.
1: He just wants his, you know, he wants to keep things the fam- to be the, the way it was. Yeah. yeah, the way it was.
0: And yeah. if we're talking about performances, another thing we have to mention is John Lithgow <laughs> as
1: Jude. <laughs> <Ander>. <laughs> I like that guy.
3: Yes. Yeah, I
0: mean, John Lithgow mean- is.
1: I remember John Lithgow more than the other old guy, other, the other Judd in the he's other film. He's
0: got a less distracting accent, that's the main thing. Yes. <laughs> but you see here, the problem that Lewis. Like,
1: yeah, like, let me tell you a story and about his, this. And he actually... And his backstory was hinted until the payoff at the second half of the film, mm. which works out really well. Like It doesn't like hit you in the face, it, Like just slowly reveals why he's being doting towards the family and, and the kid daughter. Yeah, And also,
0: know. the final reveal went... Where- they didn't give a lot of information, but enough to make you kind of guess like, enough, oh, yes. "What did he do to deserve this?" Because holy shit! Yeah,
2: because I love the updated Judd Crandall a lot. Yeah. like the original one is like you couldn't wait for him to die. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna say if he dies in the new one, mm-hmm. but like, uh, yeah, he has a, a bad case of the "Let me tell you a story" boy. <laughs> Jesus, way too many Mr. T- Exposition basically. Way t- too many flashbacks, <laughs> sir. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yep. you know, and okay, um. Let's talk about definitely uh, the, the, the younger members of the family.
0: Uh, yep. I would say that... Uh, how do you pronounce her name? Jette.
1: Jette Lawrence, because I Jete guess. Jette is yeah.
0: French for like to throw out, which I think is a very unfortunate name for a girl.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, and she plays Ellie Creed she's, and yeah, she's the focus definitely in the good. film.
0: Yeah, you know, I think we've definitely seen an uptick in quality in terms of uh, young actors in recent years. Oh,
2: but compared to the, the older Ellie?
0: Yeah, the other one. I think that she was maybe playing up like the annoying kid a little bit too much. Yeah, I kind In of forgot
1: one, about much, the other Ellie. She was much yeah.
0: sweeter, and I think I could buy her relationship with uh, Judd a little more.
2: Yeah, like to me, I felt like the original Ellie felt too much like, uh, like,
1: like it's like an eighties family. Yeah, she's you so you them, schmaltzy,
2: yeah. and like she's definitely a sympathy magnet because yeah. it's like, especially when you know she asks about you know death and stuff and then like you know oh daddy please explain things to me there's something so old-timey about the way she delivers her lines yeah, which feels like, very strange compared to, compared just to just the, like a, a product of its time it's to really
0: yeah. solidify, like getting airplane territories yeah.
2: of uh, whereas like the new ellie by Jeter, i thought Jeter is like a ballet move when you jump yeah sounds maybe like a that too. ballet term yeah. yeah okay but it's like it's
0: different spelling maybe
2: uh I would say I kind of like the new Ellie, but the thing is, is like she didn't stand out too much to me.
0: Well, I think we've had some real standouts, especially among young female actors, um, mm. in the last five years. Yeah. So, yeah, are gonna start drawing parallels with Daphne Keen. Um, thirteen, I, second episode in a wor- row where I forgot her fucking name.
2: Her name's Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> <I> was thirteen. <laughs> I was one. Shit, three. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah but, 11
0: from stranger things yes there uh, you go. millie bobby brown there, there go. you go
1: millie bobby yeah.
2: Mm. yeah so
0: i mean the the playing field is much more crowded this time around so it's a bit harder to stand up i think considering what we could have had even 10 years ago i think that she does a solid piece of work especially in the mm. second half of the film
2: mm-hmm. where things sh- happen things happen i think okay before we go into spoilers maybe uh one
0: last thing uh yeah i preferred the old gauge yeah, I
2: kind of prefer the old Gage. It's
1: just <laughs> he's just creepy. He's yeah, yeah. but
0: also. I think a bit cuter because he's like a But
1: I can so understand so why bad. the focus has to be on Ellie. I mean, yeah. I guess Gage. Gage doesn't get the spotlight this time. Yeah, yeah.
2: I think yeah, it's true. It, it, I felt it felt more like c- casting. We couldn't get a kid to kind of deliver what we were looking for. Like yeah. you know, it was a miracle casting probably for the eighty nine movie, especially that the, the way he delivered that line. No fair.
3: Yeah, no fair. No and, fair. and just
2: walks away and is like ah oh, okay you know that left the mark. Uh, but then again, okay. Uh, before we go into true spoiler territory, or like again, we're not gonna spoil too much. But you know, um, again, what do you think of this? What do you think of the scares, boys?
0: Um, when it's not jump scare bullshit, mm. pretty good.
2: Like to me, it felt too much of a crutch. Whereas like the original one really tried to maintain a sense of atmosphere and creepiness.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, that actually worked to its favor. Yeah, especially with the effects say, I and I feel everything. like they
0: laid it on a little thick with the um, burial site. Mm. Because to go for a swarm and there's thunder and storms and smoke and it's up on a precipitous pretty, pretty, pretty mountain. Because like, we
1: have a budget. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Subtle much? Like, okay, fine.
0: <laughs> you can have a few cliches. Don't checklist every fucking cliche in the horror. This kind of reminds
2: me of a Scooby Doo episode. Coming exactly. Do, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I felt? You would have been like the cherry on the on top. with like in the distance you hear a wolf howl. <laughs> Like, okay, I get well, it. This is you know, I get it. This is a scary, a scary thing. All right, cool.
0: You know, I showed you missing was like when he starts burying the skull of his. Going, ah, ha, ha, ha.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's evil dead territory, sir. So yeah. I mean, um, I mean, scare wise, there isn't that many kills.
0: No, but when they happen, they don't shy away from them. Yeah, I mean it's
2: a little which bit, which is different. nice. Yeah, like the first one had a very visceral kind of, uh, I mean, it had a like perfect sucker punch because like the first, like in the eighty nine movie, it, the first half felt like a like a a, a lifetime channel yeah, kind, kind of like family a, drama. Yeah, and then so all drama. of a sudden so it's life, and like, oh, and then it becomes schizophrenic and switches into a, like a horror movie, you yeah. know, with some proper gore. And then the new one is like because they kind of set it up as a horror movie too early for me. It's like yeah, when when it happens, it's like okay, it, oh now it's starting, cool. Yeah, you honestly,
0: know? I think yeah, you know, I've mentioned this with other movies. I think this is a test screening thing where yeah. they added that little flash forward at the beginning of the movie to say, oh, don't worry, shit gets creepy, but for now enjoy the family
2: <laughs> for the original movie you think
0: no for the 2019
1: mm. no, for because us- again like you guys mentioned having a happy setting for the family and then seeing things go wrong yeah. that's you know that's a good way to actually escalate the plot and put the stakes further you know yeah
2: yeah but also at the time it's like um when it comes to the scares in the new one is like uh i don't know like, there's something charming about your 89 movie like yeah. it's all practical effects okay, except this for this
1: one I think 2019 felt a bit too... There are too many jump scares, easy shock tactics. Yeah, basically. and yeah. also like... The dumbbell and the truck. Yeah. And like what
2: they did with the animals and stuff is like, okay, I get it. We have computers now. Yeah. Like, whereas in the original one, it's like, that's an actual cat. And I'm going to like, literally throw a cat. I'm going to literally throw a cat at you. <laughs> yeah. And I also like... like uh, I mean, especially uh, in the in the 89 movie, it's like... when it, now that I know how they did it it's like so quaint it's like how do you make the cat have like scary eyes just shine a flashlight at it oh yeah because
0: the cat's <laughs> eyes are naturally quite
2: creepy and they're quite reflective yeah, so that's yeah. how you get like those blank cat eyes it's like oh and I remember watching it it's like how do you get the cat like the cat's eyes like how do you make the yeah, pupils yeah. disappear like it's just like some cute little parlour trick like that whereas in this one it's like yeah yeah it's a it's, that's that's a that you know that cat came from, from the undead Photoshop, yeah. that's an undead that, cat. That's a cat with yeah. some like you know, yeah definitely some after effects
1: layers on it yeah
0: yeah. Although I would say that it's not too over the top in parts, especially where you get some sort of gory moments. Mm. I feel like it was. Or for, the dumb, or the
1: dumb to see yeah, it the just, sister. It was more yeah. like
0: for enhancements rather than you know full blow like blood spatter everywhere. It's like enough to make you go, "Ooh, that looks awful."
2: Yeah, okay, I guess. So I mean, is there anything we we, we want to spoil or discuss?
1: I guess we could talk about what happens to one of the kids, one of the changes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that change, that main change. you know? Yeah.
2: So I mean, as we alluded to earlier, it's like okay, originally it was Gage who gets run over by the truck and who's brought back to life in the original eighty-nine movie. Spoilers for a movie that's thirty years old, people. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: and for a book that's now thirty-five
2: years old. Yeah. And like. Yeah. Wow. And okay. I guess because we couldn't find a child actor of, on the same caliber as the original Gage. So let's just kill the daughter instead. And (laughs) before
0: you complain, it's in the trailers. Yeah.
2: We we saw it coming. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't though. (laughs) Thanks trailers. Well actually she did. Was that truck pulling a trailer too? (laughs) She did? Oh, she see it coming.
0: She you graduated from the Periphery school of running away from things. I'm a rabbit in your
2: headlights. (laughs) So,
1: um, what do you guys think about the tweak? I think think that tweak isn't too bad actually considering that they did build up Ellie as the focus for the first half of the film mm. even though it's a slow drag at least they you know set it up so that to knock her down and make bring her back up again basically Yeah. So
2: to <laughs> nice <laughs> choice of words there sir yeah
0: I think also oh god I just got it oh my
2: god <laughs> welcome to the conversation sir yeah
0: I think also because whilst I think it's more tragic with what happens with Gage in the original movie. Yeah. I think it stretches credulity a bit less when you have a nine-year-old girl doing the things rather than a two-year-old boy. mm Parts of like the struggle parts of the 89 movie But it starts to really stretch It gets a little bit goofy Yeah I admit, I'm a little goofy It gets <laughs> fucking goofy I mean, this one when he has How can you not beat a Eddie. baby? <laughs> yeah. I just
2: throw
3: through a
0: window and you're done
2: I wanted a scene where he was holding down his head And he's just like slashing with the scalp Like you're there And he's like oh, I am the It's master. like another take of Child's Play I am way. the alpha yeah. <laughs> Really? okay but then again oh but of course we can explain it away with supernatural elements Mm-hmm. yeah true that but true like, that. you know what I kind of yeah. miss I kind of miss the fact that the way like uh, how like you know scary baby gauge in the 89 movie dispatches people away by like slicing away at your Achilles tendons <laughs> to tendons. make sure yeah. you, you stay <laughs> down it's oh. like it's like, oh god <laughs> they get
0: that shot in this movie as well and let me tell you oh boy yeah. that's the thing it's like
2: I can see decapitations and dismemberment but whenever somebody like gets sliced across the Achilles tendons like, for some reason like, it's like oh yeah I don't, I don't why, is, just, why like, does that affect me? the
0: debilitating attack happens, it's like, ugh. Like, at least with a headshot, it's kind of like, oh, lol. Or like a head <laughs> Maybe crunch. I'm so
2: desensitized, right.
0: Like, uh-huh. you know, the curb stomp in Halloween was much gorier, but it was just so much fun to It watch. was so
2: gratifying, you know. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's like, but I mean, it's not as great as like, I mean, my favorite ankle stab of all time is still uh, Evil Dead, where like the pencil goes in the ankle. Like, mm, yes, I cannot yes. watch that scene and not wins till this day. <laughs> it's like, oh. Mm. But anyway, yeah, so, um, gore-wise, for me, it's, like, it felt like a nice update. Yeah. And I think... It's acceptable. Yeah, but also at the same time, like, when I... Like, I know it's kind of unfair to always compare it to source material or to, like, other adaptations. But I have to. Yeah. And, like, when I watched this movie, like, that was the one thing that kind of, like, you know, tapped me on the shoulder constantly. It's like, oh, yeah, uh, remember that thing from that one time we did that way? Here's the updated version. And it, like it felt so much like, yeah, you're not trying to
1: tell a bigger or better story. It's just like, you're keeping that same tone and that same, you know, yeah, it's like, plot of you know, the it's, it's, it's like a new coat
2: of paint over like a, like a, an old car. It's like, all right, but you know, it's, nothing grabbed me. But I think that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Like when I watched the, the remake, like, especially a lot of remakes, it's like, you got to kind of make a little bit more effort. And yeah. as much as I appreciate having uh, Gage and Ellie switch places in terms of, you know, the, the demise. Also, at the same time, I felt like that's the only original idea you've got. Yeah. You, know? like you have a graveyard that can bring things to life. W- where, where else can we go with this? You I know think it's
0: mean? because the book, I think it's a quite personal story. Mm. And the original film as well. So maybe they're like... It would have been a bit of a betrayal of the source material if they made it really upping the ante but i agree it's like you know you they have, have to see... keep
1: to that tone they have to keep to that uh yeah. wall building and but, stuff yeah. yeah
0: i mean like i said it's you know uh ironically very fertile ground <laughs> to have uh, very <laughs> but still place. sour yeah
1: sour
3: yeah so sour sour
2: uh, also at the same time. Progressive choice
1: Progressive, progressive choice for the ghost by the way. Now it's a black guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you
2: go. Sure.
1: <laughs> he could not run. Just gotta kind of bring it up before we end the show. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And but he had fewer lines In the original uh
2: I would have loved that, you know, just like some like guy reminding you, "How oh, well, about these air tickets?" <laughs> like, yeah. sure. And I love how like I think because
0: know, it was like far too gory.
2: Like, and like the original Pascal was like he could use the force and convince people you will give her a ride. Yes. Yeah, like, like oh, you yeah. let her on this plane. It's like, huh. Oh.
0: Yeah. I guess we're like okay, we can
2: only have so much king goofiness. Well, yeah. yeah then again, the thing is, it's only o- it it's only you know? goofy if you didn't read it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. how they interpreted it. Okay, that kind of felt goofy.
0: I heard an interpretation or like a discussion of this uh, movie and a someone made the point which i kind of agree with is that stephen king works best when you're using your mind's eye to see what's happening
2: but that's all written fiction so
0: yeah i mean that, that's the same with all written fiction but i think especially with king because a lot of stuff which if you see it translated
1: i guess i, I know what you're screen, talking about it's kind of like i think dreamcatcher is a really good uh example <laughs> <laughs> you <know the> <laughs> I I mean, if you you read it, yes, they're scary. But when you see it, it's like, it's just a comedy
2: or something, dude. But I I also... Or Langoliers as well. Langoliers? (laughs) There you go. Sometimes you you just need to imagine it. I mean, I totally agree with you on that point because it's like, why aren't there any good H.P. Lovecraft adaptations? Because how can we visually depict something that is literally supposed to make you go mad at the sight of it? Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like you can describe it with I mean, as many tentacles as you want, but like when you look at it, I've seen enough hentai to know where this it's is going. Exactly, it <laughs> <He goes, laughs> It's like all right, this is not scary. It's kind of kinky.
0: I think you could do a good Cthulhu because I've seen some good illustrations of a good Cthulhu.
1: Yeah, but it'll never match what vision you had in your head. You just need
0: scale. Like, as long as it's like and
2: scales. <laughs> yeah.
1: I hope that Guillermo del Toro can go back to that project that In the Mountains of Madness thing a while back, well, he's back. If possible. He's
0: out Academy Award winner. He's going to get some money for that. Project. Sure, there's a lot of
2: Academy Open. Award winners who can't get funding still. sir. So, no. You know, but then again... But um, well, he wanted for a fish
0: fucking movie. I'm pretty sure he can get the money for it.
2: Dude, Dude. that is as Cthulhu as it gets. You know, there you <laughs> go. We have fish people. Close we'll, enough. We'll take what we can get. We'll take what it's we can kind get. kind of Lovecraftian. Yeah. All right. You know, I read Dagon. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, I would say... So... I mean, I don't have any real complaints about the new Pet Cemetery other than the fact that, yeah, I've seen the other version and I've read the book and cool. It's like, it's a nice, I would say, it's a nice cover. You know? Yeah. It doesn't feel like it had anything original to say. It does include, I would say, not say the tropes, but what is trendy right now when it, th- when it comes to what is necessary For in a sure. horror movie.
0: It definitely has a lot of the bad habits of modern movies.
2: Yeah, it's like, it's a refresh. Yeah. You know?
0: a refresh where it's not offensive but i mean do better
2: yeah i would say that you know there's like i mean like if i were to ask myself the question what i would have done better it's like i would have actually hoped that they actually had more of the family angle yeah in this one because the thing is having to portray as like oh we're so happy go lucky like when something bad happens to us it's the most tragic thing Whereas, like in the original '89, even even though it's a schmaltzy family, it's like because of the dynamic, it's like when something bad happens to them, you feel like, oh come on, they they don't deserve that. Yeah. You know, and like, well, at least we don't have any uh, crazy father-in-laws knocking over <laughs> coffins full of babies. Yes, I remember <laughs> that. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, okay, I didn't have to sit through that scene again, you know? It's like seeing his little hand pop up for a second. Like, oh, that was... Man, this is a punch in the nuts I didn't want right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah,
0: I don't even have kids and that hit me hard. Thank but, God. Yeah, Okay,
2: but that's, like, uh, but that's the thing, it's like, I like the 89 movie a lot because okay, as goofy as it is and as like dated as it is, it's mm. like, it was definitely full of substance. Yeah for, Where is very, this, yeah,
0: for a that movie, it managed to punch above its waist in terms of what it mm. made you feel. Yeah. And this movie still made me feel, like, like this movie disturbed me. That's the main praise I'll give it, is that...
1: The original one, 89. The
0: 89 movie, but also this modern one, I kind of walked out of the, movie the cinema going, Fuck me. Like, that was intense.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was intense, but to me it felt like too much style over substance.
0: Yeah, and the, they did change the ending as well. Which were. I didn't
2: mind it, but. but it, I
0: mean, it was a good change, but again, that's yeah, an was ending a good I've seen before. I've seen that ending before.
2: But then again, like, which version do you prefer? Because in the 89, watching him kiss his dead wife as her eyeballs, pusks, started to just flow right out. I was <laughs> yeah. like, man, this movie it took a turn for the worse. <laughs> yeah, it that, already did, and then just to amplify just like, the, yeah. it, it's not
0: being like you know, sad or like, um, you know, yeah. uh, horrifying, but just kind of like, ew, dude. Ew. <laughs>
2: like Like, i know you love your wife but jesus christ but then again i mean i mean if i would have like shot that scene i would have loved like i would have done it like she comes in looking normal but then that's like his like pov and then we switch to our pov oh no no, she's a corpse (laughs) that could have worked actually i was thinking like you know that would have been a great like uh, a last shock you know a a nice carry uh, a nice carry moment at the end you know i mean like okay there you go but uh, whereas this one like when i saw the new ending is like
1: cool <laughs> like, well, a bit. I thought it was okay it's right. but again yeah that's it yeah, yeah I mean... but it does make sense for the father to go through that and then he has a change of heart sort of and then bad stuff happens you know I mean it, as he a character art that's it works fine never hesitate never
2: hesitate no matter how cute it looks <laughs>
1: <Yes>. never hesitate
2: <laughs>
3: that's, it.
0: that's the lesson Sir Boar's uh, learned with the uh, rabbit in Holy
3: uh, Grail alright there you go ah <laughs> <a question>. yes <laughs> good is- <laughs> i'm <laughs> nasty big de t- deep
1: t- t- <laughs> It's got a big. Geez, like, Look at the
2: bones. <laughs> I would have loved if Monty Python and the Holy Grail and Pet Cemetery are the
1: shared universe. Like that's the first Pet Cemetery. That, that, that seems wrong. If they walk a bit further, the castle right. there. How do we
2: destroy <laughs> it? The holy hand grenade of Antioch. <laughs> that's give me an idea. That's where <laughs> the French are.
0: Other pets being buried, like fucking bunny rabbits or like hamsters, and they acted like the rabbit from Holy Grail. <laughs> I would have loved this movie.
1: This would be like a hundred and eighty degree turn. That'll would would be like be a nine out of ten.
0: Stupid, <laughs> and I would have loved every moment of it.
2: I would have loved to see um, the homicidal goldfish slowly like slide
1: towards the the family. What and, like
0: a magic carb Like I'm gonna get you eventually. <laughs> yes. And then
1: it jumps into some guy's mouth and then chokes him to death. <laughs> <laughs> That's genius, sir.
2: <laughs> oh. Okay, but anyway, so uh, I don't know. How about you, John? Well, I mean, like you know, let, let's round this up, like. your thoughts in like of Yeah. Sematary the remake final
1: score score, this is an average film a lot of build up I kind of enjoyed the little twists they have at the last bit and where everything just Mm. escalates but at the same time I can't fault the I've watched the original it was fine Mm. I don't really have much of an attachment to it despite, despite the fact that it's got some good moments you point out this one, again, this is like you could do worse lah. I mean I'm just giving it a six out of ten, just an average score. Mm-hmm. Okay. For a kinda average film. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's just that maybe it's a bit more effort could basically. have been put in. Yeah. Yes, popcorn. Watch
2: fluff. it, enjoy it, and don't and forget about it, right? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Pretty much. How about you centric film? I
0: would say this is a five out of ten. Five out of ten. I think Fair. if this had come out on Netflix, I'd have been much kinder to it. Yeah, I think this is more of a Netflix movie than a cinematic release. I think.
2: Oh yeah, I was to talk about good it. Good point. Too. You it, 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 got a good point. Like yeah. a lot of this it is the
0: kind felt... of movie where you watch like in bed with your covers around you, so you can really like get into the vibe of it.
2: You do know that the Exorcist
1: is out there. Right? You can just watch that instead. <laughs> oh yeah, good point. Not <laughs> Not on Netflix
2: but... though. Not on Netflix. Actually, that was also
1: another Stephen King film that a um, book that came out in Netflix nineteen something, 1901 1940 something. Which just recently came out. About yeah. yeah. Uh, last year, last year, uh, about the farmer. Cross, double cross his wife and some 1922? shit like that. Thank you, 1922. That's a Stephen King book, if I recall. Uh, Maybe. It? I'm not the sure. Gerald's game came out last year. Gerald's game was awesome. Okay, yeah, that was good. <laughs> Gerald's game was very good so i was like wondering why didn't it follow that route as 1922 you know like this pet cemetery it could have been they
0: paid a lot of money for the actors and um there was like a pressure
2: because hollywood executives we need to like you know we have some like you know uh, established branding let's see what to do with this
0: dirty word around video streaming even though you tend to make more of your money back by streaming Mm, What's your does. final yeah. score, final
2: thoughts? i say this is definitely uh, okay. The original movie, 1989's Pet Cemetery, is 5.5. Yeah. This one is 5. Oh. <laughs> we Fair agree enough. on a score for the Fair first enough. time. Ever. Yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> like basically um, like the first, the original one had heart. Yeah. But like aesthetically, yeah, you, you can't not laugh at how cheesy it looks now. Whereas this one is like, oh, okay, you updated the gore, but you kind of lost the heart of the story so you would say that is better that is better
1: that is better
2: sometimes you know uh, i don't know Uh, in in, in the terms of like adapting like stephen king stories right you know it's always hit and miss and sometimes it's just nice to have the one that kind of you know like it doesn't hit out of the park but you know at least it got two bases in right
1: uh, to be fair, I kind of preferred when John Lithgow said that line. You know, when he was explaining the, mm, the, the burial ground everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's got that crazy man thing going on, but you know, kind as well. Yeah. So it's got a good balance. So
0: as a final conversation piece, um... Do you think that there's still room for a Stephen King adaptation?
2: I mean, there's so many books that hasn't been touched yet, but there's so many that you shouldn't. Yeah. But then again, it's like...
1: I mean, we did watch The Dark Tower remember no that. Didn't. <laughs> okay, okay, we did remember Thick that. good that never happened. Good, good answer, good answer.
2: Ugh, oh man, it's on Netflix too. It's such a oh boring my. piece of shit. I watched it and I thought to myself,
1: Stop oh man, I'm breathing.
2: so glad I didn't have watched
1: it. I, I think you actually said it best. It's a movie. It was <laughs> yeah. definitely a movie. A movie. Oh, that's a confident movie
2: it came out <laughs> <laughs> i don't know Uh oh,
1: um, maybe like one uh, the <laughs> books hasn't been adapted yet
2: you know what i think is um, okay maybe i'll start the ball rolling i don't want a book adaptation i want like my favorite stephen king movie hands down all time it's not the shining it's actually creep show
3: oh mm, i yes, really Creepshow. like that
2: horror anthology thing he did and like you know all the the, the different goofy versions of stephen king even his cameos yes. were perfect and I was like, you know what? I remember like, that. that. Like, yeah, I don't really need, like, these long narrative horror stories anymore. Like, I want anthology horror stories, something nice and quick and yeah. creepy. Like, I want a creep show 3. And I think with uh, the technology and what we can do with special effects and gore and, like, all that today, it's been a long time coming, I feel, because there's a few anthology movies that come out straight to video or, like, maybe even on Netflix. And they don't hit the mark at all because it's like yeah you see them surrounded. you weren't a
1: fan of vhs i mean the i first love one was vhs i'm sorry yeah. okay I,
2: yeah, uh, it was not bad it was i love vhs vhs2 and it had two good ones hmm. but you know what i mean is like okay but i want that stephen king branding on it you know like I mean? a stephen king anthology like it. he writes oh. just like, like, for a okay, movie like, here, here are some short stories i never published or that i thought couldn't work I couldn't sell because not enough pages maybe.
0: This is something I was able to throw out before my wife could like find it again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ooh, that was a cold one. Anyway, but like you know like, hey Stephen King, like, you know, why don't you just tell four short stories? Do another anthology, do another creep show, get all the talent that's available now and like, you know, have something to fight Twilight Zone. Yeah. <laughs> that's my It'd idea. Yeah, well, I was about
0: work. to say, well, Twilight Zone exists, so good looking after graph You yeah. know what I like to see a new version of? Well, Maximum drive.
2: No. <laughs> oh my
1: God, I love that build. Give for him a second shot. Let's like, try again. And yeah. You, you. Hey, wrote...
0: honey, this machine called me an asshole.
1: <laughs> Still, one of my. I favorites. don't think we should make a serious. I mean, how do we update it? Like less serious than the original. No. Okay, or...
2: here's my idea for an update. Yeah. Mem- remember that crazy truck stop diner waitress lady who comes running out <laughs> with a bazooka? Yes. And now she's yes. topless.
3: <laughs> okay, <laughs> fine.
0: That's my
2: best idea. I'm sorry. <laughs> from the 80s. <laughs> I know. Make it a Transformers movie. No, but you can't. Because Disney owns Green Goblin. Or does it... No, it's Spider-Man. It's still Sony, right? Yeah. It's still no. Sony, yeah. It's, okay, here's my update and I think it's g- genius. Of course, you Me, came up with that. Because I came up with it. Instead of having the Hobgoblin on the truck, yeah. just a large picture of Willem Dafoe. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not <laughs> just, that just a huge <laughs> Willem Dafoe, like, you know... A William Dafoe mask, that will like, work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just him smiling <laughs> coming right And then
0: the, <laughs> yeah. the short twist at the end is like they open the door, it's actually uh, you know a robot William Dafoe who's taken over the sure.
1: <laughs> You know like you, you know like how um, Stephen King introduced the first film? Now for the sequel he ends he he he, he delivers an epilogue for the film at the end. Sure.
0: Okay, yeah. how about you? I don't know what
1: the plot will be, but it needs to end that way. Say saying uh, this somehow. time
0: I was sober when I made this movie. Still not good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i stopped doing cocaine.
2: <laughs> Please help.
1: I like it when Stephen King doesn't give a shit, you know? When he does Me, stuff too. Like this. Me too. I mean,
2: like, you, you have to admit, there's nothing quite like Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Till this day. <laughs> it's a very Def- unique movie. I mean, it's definitely something. <laughs> <laughs> it's an experience, for sure.
3: <laughs> it's an experience.
0: Really. Exactly.
2: How about you? What will What, what, you? what would be your your go-to? We need to see this Stephen King adaptation now.
1: Ah oh, man. Okay. What are the book. I guess the stand. If you want something a bit serious done, maybe. It's got a pretty good. I think it's got a pretty good premise going on. I think it's about the plague or something. Mm. If I recall. Yeah, that could work out. I mean, again, follow the comics, do all that, but. I don't know, you guys took the best ideas. Now, how, about, we'll how about this? Like,
2: out of all the Stephen King movies, what, what do you think should be tried
1: again? Tried again? Language um, Okay, a s- more serious language. That could work. Because we have a cameo from um, Scott Bakula, right? Yeah, Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula? Was, was, the he was alive? it Scott Bakula or Ziggy? Ziggy was the guy. Oh, yes, Star he's line. still
2: alive. He's, he was the last... No, he's the second last uh, Star Trek captain. Oh! Okay,
1: okay,
2: yeah, yeah. That could work. No, I want I mean, Scott Bakula to do the Quantum Leap reboot, okay? Because they never quite. He, ne- he didn't go home. Spoilers for a show that came on the 80s, I'm sorry. Uh,
1: yeah, Langolias, I kind of like the concept of like alternate world, but again, maybe just make it more serious. And yeah, you have a budget, yeah, go for it. You know, make it make it scary. Make it thrillerish. Yeah. What's the
2: one where it's about the boy and the mother who are cat people
1: who, like, who fuck
2: each other? Yeah, what's that one called? Sleepwalkers, right? I think so, yeah. Sleepwalkers,
1: yes, yeah, sleepwalkers could. Be, uh, I would yeah, like to have a also film. a
2: remake of Sleepwalkers But with proper hardcore penetration <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there
1: It might work <laughs> I guess you could put a French director on it Sure, you know, Gaspar Noe's
2: version work. of Sleepwalkers think, yes. oh, would be Jesus. amazing
1: <laughs> <laughs> That would be pretty fucked That's up That's <laughs> what I want Yeah, I sure.
0: mentally scarred after that movie <laughs>
1: Uh,
2: that's that's the whole point. I'm coming from climax, Jesus Christ. Oh well done. Okay, you know what? Lucky me. Let's wrap this up. This this is going nowhere. (laughs) This conversation should get dead. (laughs) Sometimes Sometimes
1: conversations are better
2: just dead. But not this podcast, you know, so don't forget to follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasting, uh, you know, deliver it. Anyway, Just not from
0: that cemetery over there. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Audio <laughs> quality is sour.
2: Yeah. So okay. Uh. So it, let's wrap up our spooky April. <laughs> <laughs> a bit too yeah, early for spooks, but yeah, whatever. Do it with a face. I don't know. Wait. April is uh, Easter, right? Yeah. Jesus came back from the dead. Just like resurrection the pets yep. <laughs> from that. Sure. Bo- I'm sorry. It's a
0: Bible parable now.
2: Of <laughs> <laughs> everything is, uh, even us. So,
0: <laughs> okay. On that note, I am Seventh Day Adventist. Thanks, <laughs> to Tom.
1: I am doppelganger Toffee. I am turning out <laughs> I'm
2: your fluffy pet
1: bunny, Toffee. <laughs> Come to kill you. <laughs> <laughs>